Merry Christmas to every one of you. Just a reminder, the Christmas season is on up until January the 9th when we celebrate the feast of the baptism of the Lord. So for this week, the octave, we're still in the high uh, celebration of the Christmas. And from then till January the 9th, feast of the baptism of the Lord, we're still going on with uh, celebrating the history that changed radically the whole of human history. And so once again, Merry Christmas to all of us. You see, the prophecy of Isaiah tells us, Isaiah chapter 12, Sing and shout for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Sing and shout for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. As we continue to shout for joy for what God has done for us, the greatest gift ever given to humanity, the gift of making us sons and daughters, and of course, allowing us to share in his family, that is a great cause for joy and for singing. And so I enjoin all of us, please, the choir, can you help us with the song, the one we sang for the entrance hymn, the glory. Please, choir. Oh, everyone. So the history of incarnation is not just any event. Rather, it is the very motive for everything. It is the very motive for creation. Creation is in view of redemption. And so when God comes to us, he did not just come alone. Rather, he broke into human family, of course, to single out the special place that family, uh, the role that family plays in the society. And so that is the meaning of the salvation plan, that God broke into human family. And that is the meaning of Christmas. In the beginning of his gospel, John tells us, to everyone who believed in him, everyone who received him, and everyone who confessed his name, he gave power to become children of God. And that is what we are through the sacrament of baptism that makes us members and sharers of God's family. And so we gather with joy that this is my own history, this is the story of my own family, that God is making all of us members of his family. And so today, the face of the Holy Family presents to us ways we can navigate what it means to be a family. And for this Sunday, the church gives us uh, several options, but the ones we read today are so uh, typical and exemplary to give us 
you know, something to reflect and meditate when it comes to my understanding and your understanding of uh, family alongside conflict, confusion, misunderstanding, or any beauty and ugliness. So the Holy Family is not holy because they are so special, but because of relying on this grace of understanding, on this wisdom of God who continues to reveal himself even through sufferings, through conflict, through misunderstanding, and sometimes not understanding what is going on in the family, just like our Blessed Mother. So in the first reading, we hear of the family of Elkanah and Hannah. You know, they battled for many years without having a child. And eventually when the child came, they went back to the temple. A good example, what is it? We asked him for the Lord. When we get it, do we come back? So they went back to the temple to present the child to the Lord. A kind of a custom, a family tradition, which also comes up in the gospel. You see the family of Mary and Joseph going back again to the custom, the family tradition, to the temple in Jerusalem to uh, go on pilgrimage. So these two families present to us what we can look up to in times of conflict, in times of trial, in times of pains and sorrow. And so we can look at the Holy Family, the example of Jesus. Uh, they went up to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. Passover is one of the three major feasts that the people of Israel celebrate. The first one is the Feast of Tabernacle. The second one is Passover. And the last one is the Feast of Pentecost. And the Passover is the greatest, the biggest out of the three. So usually you have like 300 to 500 thousands pilgrims going up to Jerusalem for this feast. And you can imagine losing a child in the midst of this kind of crowd. But what uh, touched me the most is uh, Jesus' encounter with his parents, you know, uh, when they found him. And uh, the scripture says they were overwhelmed overwhelmed, a kind of confused. So we may not fully understand what it means like overwhelmed, were they jumping with happiness or joy or were they angry or upset? And you can begin to make sense of what is going on there with Jesus' reply to his parents. Of course, Mary already said, why have you done this? Why have you done this? Your father and I have been looking for you for three days. And what was Jesus' response? Why are you looking for me? Such an arrogance or being rude. You know, in our time, you can imagine your son or your daughter talking back to you, especially when you are already exhausted for many days or even years, trying to deal with whatever it is you want to get him or her to do or listen. And this is the kind of reply that comes back to you you can put yourself in this position and imagine what you can do. So, what's going on here in the encounter between Jesus and uh, his parents is a kind of a model we have to look up to, especially in our troubled society. As we know, uh, every family has its own sides, versions, and stories, both the good, the bad, and ugly. So when we think about difficulty in our families, uh, think about infidelity, disobedience, suffering, selfishness, misuse of money, arrogance, so many other things. 
we also need in our family, as difficult as they can be, moments when parents will lay down their lives, even physically or spiritually, for the family. That is what Mary and Joseph did. There will be moments when you, as a mom or dad, have to lay down your life for the family, physically, if it is needed, or even emotionally, I mean spiritually. So today's place is a kind of presenting to you and I comfort in extraordinary moments of anxiety and pain. There will be moments of grace and mercy as well. If we rely on the grace and mercy of God, check the psalm of today, how blessed we will be who dwell in the house of the Lord or who keep to the commandment of the Lord. So the church is encouraging us to be open to the various ways that God is inviting us to understand what it means to be a family. It's not going to be rosy all the time. There will be moments of pain, agony, and sorrow and even times that we do not understand what this child is turning out to be. And like Mary, she treasured all of this in her life. She only made sense of it at the foot of the cross, towards the end of the journey, many years later. Sometimes it may take you and I years, or even all through life, not to figure out what is going on with my son or my daughter or my relative or my grandmother or this and that. But to imitate the example of this holy family, even in the midst of not understanding or confusion or tiredness or loss, to still abandon myself, being open to how God may be revealing himself. So we need to figure out um, how to love in the midst of the trials and struggles the second reading today speaks so volume about the foundation of any human family, the foundation of any friendship, institution, community is love. And St. Paul speaks volume of what love is all about in his letter to Corinthians. You will see the hymn of love, chapter 13, the love that forgives, the love that endures, the love that does not glory in the pains and sufferings of others, but the love that is always there, like the love we are celebrating this Christmas, that no matter what, that God, Emmanuel, is always with us. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, we can imitate the example of Christ himself, who always errs on the side of love and compassion. On this feast day of Holy Family, I urge all of us to uplift our families in prayer, even for the one who will get on your last nerves, even for the one whom you have to cut your arms or your right hand for, and even for the ones who may not even listen to you, disagree with you, or live a kind of a lifestyle that you do not agree, but to still go on loving them like this holy family. And may we ask God to continue to give us the grace and compassion to love them, to love them, and to love them. May God bless his words in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.